This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Yo, what's up? It's your boy T-Rail. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastards. T-Rail, time to tell your story, young man. I ain't been home in a minute. Hard cold, I ain't showing no feelings. All right, so we got T-Rail jumping off the porch with us today. Finally, I'm her. Finally, man. <laughs> nah, man, I appreciate you coming by, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've been going up. Your music's dope, man, so... Appreciate it. My eyes too, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm on the porch. Yes, sir, man. So, yeah, go ahead and introduce who else you got sitting up there with you today, too, man. Yeah, I got my dog, uh, DJ Drewster, all straight from Arkansas. Big pop out of Cincinnati. And my uh, platinum producer, you know what I'm saying, Young Stove, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that's what's good, man. Real, real platinum, man. We, we joining clubs around this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else you got shaking here in Atlanta, man? What else you got planned? I'm working on the album right now with Derez and Sean. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, we just had Derez up here and he was yeah. kind of hinting towards it. Yeah, I came out here and worked with Derez and, and Young Dro, one of my real good partners, too. Okay. So, he like my tour guide. So, I've been, I'm thinking I'm straight everywhere I go right here. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> So how'd you lock in with Derez, man? How'd you make that whole connection from, you know, just beating an artist to, fucking, we going in, we making a whole album, fucking song. I actually hounded his, I hounded him, man. I was like, hey, bro, we need to work together. You know what I'm saying? Because we, a lot of people say we got similar styles and, you know, like the ride, ride waves and Moray's and stuff like that. I was like, bro, we just need to do an album together. Hmm. You know, we, we stronger together than separate. So type deal, so. And I'm, he hit me back. We finally, we finally got together and made like three records last week, like last week when I was here. Okay, yeah. So what are these vibes like in the, in the studio? What's the chemistry like, man? It's great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm more wild because I, when I be smoking on that sativa, bro, I be pacing <laughs> back and forth and I be drinking that Patron. I, don't be, I just be in my own world and I be like, I'm real like, come on, come on, come on, bro. I'm real hype. And Duran's more chill. So he's like, but when it feeds off of each other, we just really... We made some good records, but I think this album gonna go stupid. Oh yeah, I know fans just waiting to hear what the music gonna sound like. Cause the the only clips you guys posted, you muted it. So yeah. they're like, man, what, come on, man. man we gotta make something. a wait. We gotta make a wait on that. <laughs> you know, you got you got build anticipation for it. Like you really gonna hear this? We singing our ass off. We we, we put a lot of pain into it. Like yesterday, he texted me, and I was like, bro, let's change the world with our pain. Hmm. And he he had to double tap that month. <laughs> nah, real. We, 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 I come from a dark place, you know, in Topeka, and I know he come from dark places as well. So, but there's a lot of people that really relate to it, you know, and you just seeing, seeing what come from the heart. Yeah, nah, that's what's up, man. I can't wait to hear some of this, man. 
All right, so let's talk about life in Topeka, Kansas, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely the first one to sit on this porch from Topeka, man. So, Top city. So, man, I don't know nothing about it. So please <laughs> fill us in, man. What's life? What's the culture like up there? It's small town, bro, but it's but it's hood as hell. You go to the east side, you, you might get popped real fast. No, <laughs> no but it's a great city. Uh, I had a great time. I, I'm glad I grew up there, you know, because it made me who I am. Uh, it's small, but we ain't got no radios. We ain't got no DJs, clubs. No clubs? We finally, I think we got like one little hole in the wall now. <laughs> but I don't go that motherfucking. I mean, I popped out like once. Really? That's it? Yeah. And then they, they brought these sparklers and I'm like, this ain't, they almost burn my clothes and stuff. <laughs> I was out of there. But not Topeka, cool city, bro. I really love it. I do a lot for the community. Uh, I have my own day in my city. I have a proclamation. The mayor gave it to me. May 22nd is my day. Well, that's major T-Bell right day there. in Topeka. So I do a lot for the community. Really, when I go home, it's for the kids. But Topeka, it's coming along. It's growing. Yeah. Why is that important for you to give back like that then? Because when I was a kid, nobody was giving back like that. And I used to wish somebody was doing something like that. I do things that I wish happened as a kid. Like, man, I wish somebody was giving 400, 500 pairs of shoes away. I would just randomly go give shoes away as a kid, shoes away to kids in my city. Yeah. Um, I do big, big uh, giveaways. I did this one where I brought the whole hood out. I think it was like 3,000 people and it took me three days to promote it. Oh, I, wow. I fed everybody. Uh, I bought all the kids water guns. For those kids that, who couldn't support like camp, I did it for them. That's it was, really it was late. I, I think I ain't never had so much fun in my life. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really dope. Sleep to you for doing that, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man, all the kids was happy, bro. So let's think back to your childhood then. Like, what were you into as a kid growing up there then? Video games like all the other kids. No, I, I was uh, playing out, I, I went outside. My grandma, when that, when that sun come up, you go outside and play. You come in, you get a peanut butter jelly sandwich and you get, uh, get on back outside, bro. Now, that's what the, like, the youngsters, they don't go play outside no more, but I, I feel like the times has changed. And it's more, it's crazier nowadays. But I, me as a kid, bro, I was lit. I love playing outside, play video games. Look, I lived in apartments, you know what I'm saying, in, in Central Topeka. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. You had to watch your back. It was, like, it was drug infested where I stayed at. That's Central Topeka is real like drug heavy. So think about being a kid running around in the streets like that. I think one time me and my, me and my partner, <laughs> we bagged some flour up and tried to sell it to him one time. We wanted some money because we were just trying to go get some food for Walgreens or something, bro. Did he buy it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He ain't come looking for you. Or? I hope he didn't go. We, I'm sitting right here on the porch because we sure gave him some flour, bro. How much <laughs> yeah, like 20? I don't know. I don't remember. We was a little kid. I was like by 10, bro. We did it because we wanted to go to Walgreens. They had them little Debbie cakes up there. We wanted to go get them this. That's what that people man. shit. <laughs> so what's been like one of the biggest lessons you learned by growing up in Topeka then? Staying out the way. Um, it's not, It's a... It's a city where people just really like down you for for doing great. So stay out the way. I learned a lesson like really just get out, spread, spread, and really hustle. You know, I learned a lot from my brother. You know, he he came from he was born in Memphis, so he had like that real like southern mentality. So it really took me out of that that mind state of being where I'm from. And he taught me that hustle and that hustle uh, mentality. That's why I go so hard. Yeah, that's your older brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I lost him in a wreck. Oh, shit. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, we flipped five times in the car. You was in the car, too? I was in the back seat. He was in the front seat. Uh, there was a driver, and then a car did a dead stop. Then we flipped five times. Uh, oh, damn. I couldn't walk for a while. They flew me in a helicopter. 
Shoot. All that stuff. I got like addicted to pain pills, all kind of shit. Uh, I was fucked up. You watch your brother fall out of the windshield. You know, I was fucked up. Yeah. Real bad. Um, that's when I made my dog. My, my biggest singles. Oh, really? One of my biggest singles. I'm, I, I got to stop saying my biggest. One of my biggest singles, you know what I'm saying? That was a big single. That was crazy, bro. Uh, it took me all over the place. Still takes me all over the place. Yeah. Um, but that's why I made that record. Hmm. Nah, that's dope right there, yeah. man. Turn that tragedy into something positive. Yeah, man. straight up. Nah, that's what's good. So what inspired you to start making music at first then? Women. Women, really? I want to get all the girls. I was I, I always saying I was 15, caking on the phone, singing pretty Ricky songs. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like I I wanted to get I'm, I'd be on the phone all night singing. Did it work? Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shoot, hey, I was lit a kid. I'm trying to tell you, I was, everybody was doing everything. I was singing, bro. I like singing on the phone. So I made R&B records. I love R&B. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the the Tanks and the Genuines and the Tyrese's, Ushers. I couldn't. Get, and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So. R&B where is that? So women motivated me to start off with the music. When did you realize you could actually sing? Well, since I was four years old, singing uh, Kuna Matata. <laughs> I sing uh, uh, Lion King. That was my that was my jam. That was your shit. I used to sing for like dollars on the corner, uh, just so I go to the candy lady. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, I start singing, they give you dollars, you know, in the hood. I'll run and go give me some some candy from the candy lady. That's what I was like, I can make a career out of this. I can do this. No, I really got good at it. I, I just got, got better and better uh, vocally yeah. in church, too. Okay. Yeah. When did you finally start like hitting the studio or recording at your house or recording anywhere? Yeah, I had, a, I had a little microphone, like a little M-Audio microphone that plugged into your computer. Hmm. And I was just singing on that thing. I used to make like five, seven songs a day. I'm talking about, and they were, some of them was trash, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> when you first start off. But I, I was happy. I was just in there making songs. But, that's what it takes to get better. That's what, for me, I feel like the more I do it, the better I get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So who were some other influences you had that uh, when you were growing up? Who else were you listening to back then? Like music-wise, who yeah. I was listening to? I listened to a lot of uh, Boosie. Because I feel like his struggles helped me through a lot of stuff. Being that I was going through a lot of them same struggles living in Central Topeka. But I really listened to a lot of R&B. I was raised by women. You know, all I heard was how a man did me wrong all my life. You know, he did me wrong, did me wrong. Like, man, y'all just can't, y'all just, maybe it's something about you. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I would say that to her if I didn't want to get smacked. <laughs> I'll tell my mama that if I didn't want to get smacked. Maybe it's you, girl. You keep finding these. It's always hurt. So I grew up on R&B, like 90s R&B. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So how did you link up with Boozy at first then? Did you reach out to him for the record or? Hell yeah, so uh, I was in Omaha, Nebraska and my partner, we was at the casino. We, we hit for 10,000 on Blackjack. Oh, I shit. kid you not. We hit for 10,000 on Blackjack. He gave it to me, that real nigga. And then I went to Boozy at a concert. These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life and is made to last. Plus, with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. 
and it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. Sir, I had a concert with him in Omaha, Nebraska. I just pulled the 10K out. I was like, hey, bro, I want to get you on this song. And that, that, that motherfucker went straight to the basement studio with me. I'm talking about we wasn't in no big-ass studio, nothing. He went straight to the basement studio with me. That's why I said, bro, bro Boosie the realest. Boosie the realest, bro. Ain't no other star coming to no basement studio with me and my homies at the middle of the night after a concert. No, nah, they too bougie. He real. And that's why I built my, my hustle from, like Boosie. I want to do it just like him, add my own twist to it. You know, I'll go to the, I'll go to the hoods and I, I do songs with people. You know, I'll go to the cities and do memorials. I show that people's houses and sing my dog with them, with their family when they lost somebody. You know, I always try to be that, that uplifted person. Like, I, I just want to make people feel good. That's why I'm always a happy cat. I'm just, I, I just want, that's just me. So I learned from a lot, from, a lot of my hustles, Boosie, yeah. if you've ever been around me. So did you expect my dog to take off like it did then, or? No, nah, I didn't make it for that. I made it for my brother. And it just so happened to touch everybody. So it was, it was very unexpected. When I heard, that's the first time in my life people were singing my song like crazy. Hmm. And I was like, it took my, it took, that's why I knew like it took my pain to make people feel better. I mean, I had people with my messages telling me I, I saved them from suicide or I saved them from, you know, they lost their grandmothers and their cousins and it, and it really, truly, really helps them through it. And that's why I was like, bro, I just got to sing what I'm going through. I can make club records, but that's not really me. I like singing what I'm going through. I like, I like, I like women and singing about what I'm going through. Yeah. Period. That's what you get from T-Rail. I can give you multiple stuff, but if you, I, I learn what works for me. I make, I make music for my fans. They really need me. So what does that mean to you when you get those type of messages? Telling it means telling a lot, bro. It means a lot to me. And I, I really, in one on one with my fans, bro. I, I really be in my DMs. I really be in my messages, and I get yelled at by people around me, like, "Bro, you can't be so available." I'm like, "No, these people, I'm, these people support me. I'm, I'm trying my hardest, and they telling me, telling me a story like that, like I saved your life, and that's real. Nobody's gonna sit here and play about nothing like that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my little bit of time, bro, because I feel like you need that. I, I feel like a big brother at times to people a counselor or a motivator. So that's what, my, that's, that's, that's what I do. That's how it make me feel. No, definitely, man. And kind of speak on like building that relationship with Boosie now to where like you performing at his birthday parties. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, oh, when I first got with Boosie, I was with Boosie for three years. I'm talking about back-to-back shows. And uh, I performed at his birthday parties and, and I drove his son around, all kind of <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been with Boosie, I was with Boosie for three years. I learned from that man for three years. I was at the goddamn fight when in, in Kentucky got pepper sprayed with him and everything. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, I've been there. That's my dog. He and he, he real. Ain't no ain't no other way around that. Yeah. So I just I just try to base it off of my relationship with Boosie. I would say he's a he's a big brother. You know, um, if I call him, he, he there. And sometimes he don't answer. I need to be busy. But nine times out of ten, he there for me. Yeah, he he came to my birthday bash this year. We sold out four thousand people in my city. I mean, Wichita, my state. Yeah, um, I appreciate him. I'm <laughs> on. Thank you, Boosie, badass. <laughs> uh, if you looking and watching, appreciate you. 
I'm getting booked for shows and all kind of shit. No, that's love, right? Six there, years, man. no job, straight music. Yep. And what about Mo Three? How did you guys link? Uh, I met Mo Three. I went to Dallas, Texas. I was at a, a Boosie concert. Okay. See, this before Mo Three ever met Boosie. <laughs> I was already on the road with Boosie. I was already doing shows with him. And um, he was Mo Three was just coming out, and then Rainwater met me at a gas station and was like, hey bro, I got Mo3 at the studio. Come through the studio and do a song with him. And then uh, I just followed him to the studio. We worked on our first song. It was called Back in the Day. Then after that, bro, we just got real close. I would call him all the time. See, I'll call you, I'll, I'll check on people that give me their phone. I'm, not, I'm that type of person. I'm not, I'm not, it's more than music with me, with people, when I build relationships with people. This is, music just one side. I, 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 I build faith in people. Like I. I build connections with people. So I would call Mo3 just to clown him. It wasn't even to ask him for a song or anything. It was just real relationship. Now it took, went from there that we touring together. He would throw me lobs sometimes like, hey, I can't make this show. We got T-Real, he can come mm-hmm. type deal like that. That was my homie. Bro. And when he, when he passed away, that fucked me up. That fucked me up. Somebody that's real, it's hard to find somebody real in this snake ass game. And when you find somebody real, that shit hurt fake when you lose them. You know, so I, I don't care no, what nobody ever say to me. You, if you real genuine with me, I'm gonna feel it. And I sang about it. I sang about it because that was my dog. I don't care if I spent every day with him. That was my partner because I, he was real. And I believe somebody like that who's real deserves to be remembered. I'm not going, not, not everybody, not everybody gets that out of me because yeah. I, I don't feel that from everybody. You know, I only met a couple people in this game that's super real like that. And it's, it's, it's a low list, bro. Mm-hmm. So yeah, three was my partner. And that's how we, we, I met him in the studio with Rainwater brought me out there. And we got cool ever since. He said my back built like a picnic table and all kind of shit. <laughs> so what type of emotions did you go through while recording the, the Long Live Three song? It was a two day, two day process mm. of me recording the production, Young Stowe did the production on it with Cutter and some other, and like some other producers and guitar players. Uh, but it was a long process. That was probably one of the longest songs it took me to record. You know what I'm saying? I, just because I wanted to be so perfect. And it came out good, bro. It came out good. We, 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 we murdered that. Yeah. Nah, definitely, man. It's yeah, LO3. Fans there. love that shit, man. Yep. So what would you say was like one of the biggest sacrifices you had to make, you know, for you to be successful so far? Be away from my son when he had cancer. That was the biggest sacrifice I ever made. My son got full-blown cancer. Um, I couldn't go to the hospital with him because his insurance wouldn't cover his chemo. Uh, I had to be on the road doing shows. And, and, that, and I think that kind of, yeah, it saved my son's life, but it made people look at me crazy because how am I doing all these shows? And most artists got like big ass jewelry and chains and cars and houses. So coming up during my come up, I didn't get to stunt like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I, I was really, my stunt was saving my son's life. I was, I was doing something greater than anything. So now, yeah, now he, he, he's on, um, rem, he's in remission. Okay, so cool. and now I can buy certain things that I want to buy for myself. And, invest in certain things I want to, but I would save my son's life, fuck all that shit. He meant the most to me. So if I, if I had to look crazy in front of my fans or people want to call me broke or, or anything, fuck them. I, I, I was saving, I was doing something great. I bet, and there's a lot of dads that would never do that. They selfish. 
I'm not selfish when it comes, especially with my kids. So my biggest sacrifice is being away from my son, not being able to hold his hand while he getting medicine, chemotherapy, and scared because I had to be on the road or he was going to die because he couldn't afford hospital bills. That shit was tough. So my son, my son Jordan, and that's my life right there. That's, um, he's, he's, a, he's the strongest boy I ever met in my life. You know, every time he smiled, he smiled through cancer. <laughs> I'm talking about smile through it. And he got Down syndrome. You know what I'm saying? He was born with, the, he got all the odds against him. So my, yeah, being away from him in his darkest hour was my biggest sacrifice because I had to save his life. Can't do nothing but salute that, man. Yeah, straight up, crazy. So what is like fatherhood taught you about life? Fatherhood taught me to think about other people than myself. Um, be, I had to be better for somebody else, I had to change my life. You know, I got, I got to be responsible. You know, fatherhood taught me to, to be a man, you know, because uh, I always want to be a better dad than the dad I had, and I already accomplished that by a million. You know, uh, I, love, I love my kids, and fatherhood just made me be a better person in general. I'm more happy, and, you know, I, I show more respect to people because I, I want to go home. I want to go home at the end of the day, and I want to see my kids. I, wanna, I miss my daughter's uh, first solo. I was upset, but I seen you on the phone cry. You know, that's them are sacrifices, bro. But yeah, fatherhood, bro, is real. If you a father, I, I advise you to just be a dad. Be a dad. I'm a damn good dad. I love my fucking kids. Ain't nothing. I do this for them, not for me. So, father taught me to be un, be unselfish and think about others. And I got a life in my hands that depends on me. So it made me more alert. No, absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. So what's the music scene like back at home, man? Man, you could I mean, even talk about all of Kansas because yeah. you guys are criminally slept on, man. Yeah, we are. I mean, where I'm from, I ain't gonna lie, Tech Nine gets all the attention because he's from, we from Kansas City, Missouri, though. But I'm from Kansas. I'm actually from Kansas, so I, I'm probably, I'm the biggest artist out of, out of mm -hmm. Kansas. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This, um, and I say that my chest out. From Wichita to Salina to Topeka to Lawrence to, to anywhere in, in Kansas, bro, ain't nobody bigger than me. But, um, but Tech Nine, but that's, I got a call from the radio station like that the other day, and, said, and he said, they said the same thing. So Kansas really is an up-growing music scene. I just think people just need a little more education on it, on how to really move as an artist. And that, you know, I'm trying to do that. I'm actually going to start a school for youth where I'm going to do like a camp where I teach them how to be artists. You know, I put them through it, let them, uh, kind of some Tremaine Dupree type shit, but I ain't filming it. I'm just going to yeah. just teach. There's people, that they need to learn. For real, the Kansas got some good music, bro. There's some talented ass artists from Kansas. They just need to be seen. And I, I'm, I'm maybe I have to do a mixtape or something, put them all on it. I need me, I'm, you know what I'm saying, do something yeah. y'all can probably hear about them. Cause I already got the light. Maybe I'll just shine it on them a little bit.
I can't I can't save everybody, but I can inspire and maybe just teach you to do something great. Kansas mm-hmm. got a good music scene though. Very much a lot of talent. Yeah, now you're definitely opening those doors for every other artist too. So it's kind of now even up to them to like, all right, this yeah. is the blueprint. This I told them I do the other day. I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to kick the door down. It's up to y'all to run through it. Definitely, man. It's our turn though. Kansas, it's, it's our shot. We on off the porch. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm dropping albums. I got, I did a song with Tank last night. Did you really? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got, I got records, bro. And I'm doing with the Reds and Sean. And it's our turn, man. I'm in Atlanta working. It's all, I'm gonna kick down the door. They just gotta run in, Can't, and you'll see Kansas music scene. They some fighters. They hungry out there. Yep. That's why I think your album title, "Too Big, too big to, to Ignore," was perfect. That yeah. was very fitting. Man. Too big. I'm big, too big, too big to ignore. I'm, I'm loud, obnoxious sometimes. I don't care. You gonna hear me, yeah. straight up. Facts. So what was it like putting this album together, man? Long as hell. <laughs> it was fun though. I ain't gonna lie, this was the best album. I, this was the fun that I ever had making an album. The vibe was right. I was in Oklahoma City. Uh, the vibe was crazy. The people I had around me, the, you know, the love I was getting, just being in a city that wasn't too big, but wasn't too small. I can go vibe and I can go hang out and come back with a vibe, make some music. I really locked in. I got away from, I got away from my home so I can go actually work. It was a great time making that album. But I, I was more determined than anything to show, <laughs> come on, I got, I got it in me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear me, bro. This album is nuts. From the features down to the, to the production, we took our time. Mm-hmm. Took How our long time. we talking? How long did you actually work on Too this? Big thing? to Ignore took me about a year and a half. year and a half. And I did two albums in the same time. I was working two albums at once. I did Rail Play in February. That went number one on iTunes and uh, number 69 on Apple. And then I did uh, Too Big To Ignore. It went number one on genres on iTunes. And we, it showed, to show progression, we was in the, we, we hit the top 30. Yeah, so that's progression. That, that, means, that means my next project gonna be number one, number one. For sure. <laughs> I ain't taking nothing else, yep. nothing else. Yeah, let's talk about some of these features, man. Let's start with uh, Big Boogie, man. I know you, you took yeah. a, look like you got a good relationship with him, yeah, too. That's my partner. Yeah. That's my partner. If it is dancing at, I'll be trying to do the dances and shit like <laughs> he be doing this shit. <laughs> I'll be trying to bounce in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had me at his birthday party, lit as hell. He came, he came to my album release party. I went to his birthday bench. That, dog, that boy, Cole. Mm-hmm. I, I fuck with him. He's genuine. Oh, Another yeah. real person. No, he really is. Another real person that I rock with like that. You know, so that, 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 hits, that hits me up or I hit him up and see, this how you doing? So yeah, I really rock with Big Boogie hard. Yeah. And what about Jack Boy? Jack Boy, my partner too. Um, I met Jack Boy in Empire. You know, I was out there in, uh, in San Francisco and he just jumped on my shit. He, matter of fact, we got into it because he want, we, he, he likes pop music, nobody you know that shit. He got a lot of pop shit, Jack dude. And I was showing him my shit, then he was like, nah, let me that street shit too. So he got on that fly away, man. That, that, was, that audio did a million, without even no video. Yeah, before the video even. Way before the video came out. Then I dropped like a promo, that thing did like half an hour. I was like, bro, we need to go ahead and do this video, Jack. And I flew out to San Fran, knocked it out. Jack boy real humble too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that record was really dope, man. Um, Big Rankin, got him on OG. the intro, man. The OG. Yeah, see. I- he was popping his shit on that, too. <laughs> if you abuse anything you do, young nigga. <laughs> yeah, Big Rankin Cole, that's my partner. He hard. 
T-Rail, don't get to take your motherfucking foot off the gas. I did that song with Bigger Rankin, one, because he's OG. I always want to work with Bigger Rankin. I, I, it's like he's like a street preacher. Mm-hmm. Give him his credit. He a street preacher for real, bro. All the work he did with, with Gotti, you know, with Lucci, and just all the artists he ever worked with to, 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 to put my name in that circle with him, it felt good, bro. And, and, and he vouched for him. He, he, I pick up, OG, I call him OG Pick Up. He real. He want to see a young and win. And um, it, he just real motivational. Even, even fighting, even having to do dialysis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He still gets up every day and, and still preaches to the streets, man. I, I commend him. And I rock with OG Bigger. Actually, he, uh, the song I did on this Usher remake the other day, he, want, he wants to talk on that too. Oh, really? Yeah, he called, he said, nah. he said, send it. He said, mix that bitch down, send it to me. <laughs> he got that old ass boy. You know them old ass niggas call you, man? Hey, T-Rail, make sure you send it to me. It's gonna be more, it's gonna be, it's gonna be big. So yeah, I probably rock with Big and Rankin. Yeah, shout out to the OG, man. Um, what was the inspiration on this uh, song, Fake Smiles? I know you just dropped a video for that one. Fake Smiles, I was done dirty as, I was done dirty as fuck. I got cheated on. You know what I'm saying? Really bad. I, I'm on tour. It was, I was hurt. Fake, every, my music's real. So that, that fake smiles is real. I believe in it. I'm not going to hold my breath. I believe men don't get enough records singing to what about the women do to us. Because women do us dirty too. They sneaky with it. Men just dumb with it. Women sneaky with it. So I, I sing about what we go through. And my partners feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially this one about her. Hmm. Well, he be like, nigga, keep on that, you know what I'm saying? That relationship <laughs> shit, bro, I be singing the hell out that shit. So uh, all my fellas watching, I got us. Go listen to Fake Smiles, go listen to uh, Two Wrongs, uh, So Wrong, like I, them are all real records from Heartbreak, straight up. How'd you catch her or did she tell you? She actually told me, but it didn't make that shit no better. No. I'm like, damn. That's probably even worse. It's even worse, yeah. What, what can I do? Yeah. I sing about my shit. I ain't gonna get mad at you. I'm gonna make a hit about it, get some money. <laughs> there you go. Turn it around on it. I'm turning this. Well, you wanna hear some, this shit on the radio? I'm turning this around some money. Yeah, I need my palms itching. Oh, you cheated. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Book the session. Yeah, book the session. I'm singing about everything. Shoot. You do me wrong, I'm singing about it. You can you can push me the wrong way, I'm gonna sing about your ass. I'm just gonna sing. I'm gonna get some money out this situation. I ain't about to see her be hurt crying in the bed. <laughs> no, I'm going to the studio. I'm getting that bag. <laughs> Bucko. <laughs> the whole world gonna know you did me wrong. Then, that, then all the women gonna want me anyway. He's like, how you gonna hurt T-Rail? He's so nice at home. I love T-Rail. Why would, you, why would anyone wanna hurt this man? <laughs> you fucking up. You know what I'm saying? I would love him. That's what they would say. Why are you gonna do him like that? <laughs> What's poppin' guys, it's Jay Jonah here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to The Blowing Smoke Podcast, a show that covers life experiences and first-hand testimonies from some of your biggest names in your favorite industries. And it's all brought to you exclusively right here by The Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. I will sing about you if you, if you hurt me. Put you in the song. <laughs> All right, so going back to Empire, man, what was it about Empire that made this a good fit for you? Because I'm sure every label was hitting you up, man. 
Yeah, I had some meetings. Uh, Empire's home. Empire's a home to me. I've been with Empire for some years, just distribution side. Mm -hmm. And then I did a deal with them and I finished it. And then uh, it was time for me to start, I, I, time for me to start working on more music and putting it out there. See me, I'm, I'm tight, I sit quiet until it's my turn. And, but Empire's home, I really rock with Gazi and Nima. They give you, they give you your own space to be a boss and put and and help you get that bag at the same time and if you need something they, and they dirt and you own all your man you're on your masters mm -hmm. come on i like i like how i like that i like knowing my, my my children got security if something happened to me you know i like to know that i like to know that my music is nobody's robbing me it's right here clear in front of us while we working i really really rock with empire for yeah no they're really changing the game yeah, as they far as the God, God's even, they changing the game See, I, I just started working with Gazi more, but Nima, my partner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really rock with, with Nima. That's my dog. Every time I call, he, he helped me out. He showed me a lot of love. He, he real. He's another person that's genuine, too. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with him. Definitely, man. So I got to ask you about these Walmart fits, man. Come on. So I'm wearing a George T right now. I was going to ask, what, what's the cost on what you're wearing right now, this man? This is George. This is Wrangler. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> only thing I will wear is Jordans and Nikes because, look, I only got two pairs of shoes a year when I was a kid. And my grandma said it had to be white or black because if I got orange shoes, I had to wear it with green. I had to wear it with gold, whatever color. So you better got some shoes. I wear the shoes with clothes. I believe that I don't need to wear designer. And I always believe that. I don't need to wear designer to, to, to appeal to people. I, I make the clothes look good. This is me. You looking at me. I'm handsome. <laughs> well, whatever I'm wearing. Versace, Faded Glory, Wrangler, I'll make it all look good. And I'd rather just go to the store and spend me 40 bucks on an outfit and still have a pocket full of money. You know where I felt crazy at? Hmm. It's when, back in the day when I was getting them $2,500 shows and I go spend 1500 of it at, at <laughs> Nordstrom outfit. and I walk out there and be like, oh, man, I ain't got nothing. But now I go in the store and go buy me a $6 t-shirt some jeans and they look good you couldn't tell if these it's not the clothes it's the man in them you know what i'm saying i i believe that i even had an argument with rob my boy rob right here behind me he's like bro you gotta wear the bird berries and shit i tried it for like a month i was like man fuck this no it ain't me i was like man this shit the shirts hanging out my belly showing and shit because this england don't want to give you that more material for fat niggas and shit fuck them i'm going over here to walmart i'm either gonna give me a, a printed tee put my jewelry on that they can't afford and i'm gonna look good i'm gonna save me some money on my clothes man like i said not the clothes the man and, and i trademarked that too i own the trademarks of that I'm trying to get me a deal at Walmart. Target I was about something. to ask, like, have they reached out? Like, oh, uh, they they tweeted me a few times, and they Facebook, they coming, bro. I stopped doing it for a while though, cause they gonna have to pay me some, or Target gonna get these. You videos. gotta switch it up, yeah. Hit up Target, yeah. go to Bells or yeah, some shit. Some, bro. It's more relatable, bro. In real life, there's more, there's more um, middle class people than rich. So if everybody's talking about Balenciagas and Burberry, they can't afford that. They dream about it, but I'm like the superhero for the person who can't afford it. Now they like, nigga, T-Rail wearing that faded. I'm wearing that faded glory. You know, we rappers, we trendsetters. I don't have to follow a trend, I am the trend. So the trend I'm making it now is you can shop affordable and still be, and still be drip.
It ain't the, ain't the clothes, the man, and I'm keep saying that. <laughs> real shit, man. For real, bro, them videos did millions of views on my TikTok fast. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram. They going crazy, bro. They, they want to see what I'm wearing next. I'm, I'm like, in the fashion world, they might have to bring me to fashion week. Walmart needs to do a fashion run and fashion week. You know what I'm saying? The free assembly, the... Every, only thing I ain't wearing at Walmart, I ain't gonna lie, is the, is the polo assassin. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> yeah. do it. You saw Kodak's wearing it now. And, and he Mines. said, I'm rich, I can wear it now. Like, you ain't gonna say shit to me. <laughs> uh, that's Kodak. I can't do that, bucko. They got, two, they got two men on the horse. I ain't doing it, bucko. No, sir, if I'm wearing polo, I'm wearing Ralph. They gotta say Ralph on it. Now, I'm being a little bit, I'm trying to tell you, I can't. No, sir, but I wear faded, I wear all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm that's a, where you draw the line. That's though. where I draw the line. <laughs> Look, sign, sign that. I ain't doing the polo. Assassin. They got Reebok in there now. Walmart got Reebok and everything. Mm-hmm. But all right, I ain't rocking with the polo sats. I can't do that. <laughs> Kodak, you by yourself. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you got the album with the Rez. What else you working on right now? Uh, I'm shooting a movie. Call my dog the movie about my... Uh, actual song about my life and my brother. Okay. It's going to be starring me and uh, Gravy, Jamal, the one who played uh, Biggie and mm-hmm. Notorious. He's going to be my co-star. And I'm doing another movie with DC Young Fly after that, too. We're going to do it together. That's well, my some family. comedy shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get my Ice Cube on. All my, I, I, I did music to be able to act. I wanted to act. In, I want to be an actor. I'm a personality. A lot, a lot of my fans, don't, there's some people don't even know my music. They just know my personality. I like T-Rail for being T- T-Rail, so I started Winners Only as a production company. I didn't, I didn't make it a music label, I made it a production company because I want to start doing, I, produ- I produce my own TV show with my son, and, mm-hmm. uh, my son Jordan, it's called Best Buddies, it's on SM1 TV on Roku. So that was big, it took me a year to get that deal locked in. Uh, so my son has his own TV show, he makes his own checks. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out Jordan, Best Buddy J on Instagram. Um, other than that, I'm working on movies, and up more albums, me and Durant's doing one. And I'm working on some real play too, and all that freaky music. I got a freaky album I do every year. I got the song with Tank. I'm just working, bro. Every day, I don't care. I ain't been home in weeks, and I don't care to go. I want to be in the studio. I want to be here in Atlanta. I feel like my goal is to be in a different city every weekend, somewhere different. I just got booked in Alaska for the first time. Did bro. you really? Yeah, bro. So I know what's going up. I, you know, I feel like you just right there. You just play, nigga just blow you off that motherfucker. <laughs> it's coming, bro. When, and when I fall, bro, I'm a big nigga. It's gonna, I'm making an impact. Straight up. Nah, we wish you a lot of success, bro. <laughs> All right, so you got any last words for your fans? Any shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up here? Man, I shout out the whole 785 to Kansas. Look, we up. It's our turn. Shout out the whole Midwest, too. You know, that's from St. Louis on down. It's our turn. I feel like the Midwest needed, and not just Chicago and Detroit. There's some, there's some talent in Nebraska. There's some talent, you know what I'm saying, in Ohio. There's some talent out here, bro. There's some talent out here. But yeah, shout, shout out to the whole Midwest, bro. And make sure you go get my album, Too Big to Ignore. That's what I want to tell them. T-Rail, time to tell your story, young I ain't been home in a minute. Hard cold, I ain't showing no feelings. Shit's changed since I make up a Hey everyone, it's DJ Candy Rain here from the Carefree Black Girl Podcast. 
If you're a fan of music, entertainment, and Black women, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Carefree Black Girl podcast, a show that covers all things carefree, Black, and girl. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.